STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Calling all Vegas Golden Knights superfans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Ralph Sirocco hosts Race Day Las Vegas. Mornings at 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. Good afternoon, Las Vegas. Stevie Slapshot with you on this Thursday along with uh, Dana Lane. Uh, We're going to spend the next two hours talking about our very good friend, uh, Brian Blessing. I think it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. There will be laughs. I hope I can keep it together. Um, But we had to do this, Dana, right? There's no doubt about it. I mean, I I needed a few days to dry out. And process what went on. And um, I knew walking into the studio that it was going to be very difficult. Because you and I both spent a lot of time doing this show with him. And to walk in and look in the corner and where Brian would be, where a lot of times I thought he deserved to be. (laughs) And he's not... that, That entity that you relied on so much is not there. And... Then you play the music, and, uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's getting... I, I tried to be strong with you, yeah. I, and I said, hey, this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to just be strong and, and pretend this is like any other studio, but the, when, the, when the music goes on and you're like, uh, you know, I've lived with this guy for basically... You, know, you, you lived with him with him on the air, mm-hmm. and then you lived with him as a friend. All we can ask is, at the end of the day, how many people's lives did we touch? And if I'm Brian Blessing and I look at all the people that we that he has touched, I have to think to myself, well, job well done. Yeah, um, com- completely agree. And you know, that's all little things. It, it, it's like this song. I, I love the Allman Brothers. I love this song. It's on my iPad. I, I, I had to take it off. For, for, you know, a month like, or however long. It, it just, you know, it, it comes on now and all I think of is, uh, is blessing. So um, all, 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 those, all those little things that you don't think about are now, now kind of tough. Well, just even coming over. Because I, mean, I would be on the ride to the studio I know. four days a week at least. Mm-hmm. And I would hear him yelling at traffic. <laughs> As if, and, and I understand where he's at with this, because it was almost as if, why are you guys out 
when you know I have a show at 12. <laughs> Why are you in my way? And I almost feel that way when I'm in the market sometimes, when I think everybody else shopping in the market is only there to impede my progress. See, but that's one of the things about, the, and there are so many things about Brian, right? But one of the things that endeared him to you and also, like, I didn't completely understand because he could have left his house earlier and had plenty of time to get here, but he never did that. Oh, uh, you know what he would say? Oh, Steve, I, I it's so much on my plate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to do this. You know, the guy from Saskatchewan is asking me what my opinion about the Rough Riders. I got to do Anaheim Ducks pregame, postgame. You know, I, I don't have time for this. That's exactly what he would say. Right. What, whatever, Brian. The, 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 the bottom line is that you're too lazy to get up earlier and, and leave the house a little sooner to get, <laughs> the, you know, to be able to get here and not have to deal with traffic. The, the, so another part of that is that Brian was never wrong. And, 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 and that's fine. That, again, that's one of the things that made him great was that he had an opinion and he, and it didn't matter. If, if he had gone to, if I had gone to battle with him in the Supreme Court over something and the Supreme Court ruled in my favor, the Supreme Court would have been wrong. We talked about this, and this is going to be a little bit long and lengthy, but we talked about this even outside of, doing the show that we did uh, Vegas Hockey Hotline for for better part of a year, more than a year. And then we did some off uh, off the air things. We did some NHL videos, which, which we did up until last Thursday on a weekly basis. And every time him and I would butt heads on a play, I would know if I got the better of that, I would know when we went back on the air uh, the next day, there would be a reason why I actually lost. <laughs> yeah. And I would always suggest to him that that's really good, and I appreciate that the pace of play favored an over, and I suggest you take that logic to the sports book and try to cash that ticket. Yeah. Same, same thing here. So if, if I, you know, we're discussing a game and we're on different sides of it, and, and I happened to, uh, to come out the victor on that game again. He would, he would come in the next morning, and there would be a coach's decision or the, or the place kicker missed a field goal or whatever, and that completely changed the game. He was right, but someone on the, on the team blew it, right? But he had the right side. And by the time he was done with you, mm-hmm. You felt like a loser. <laughs> you, I, well, you felt like I lost this bet. I, well, I should not. I should give him my money. Uh, He's right. Yeah. Not, and I never felt that way. I did feel like a loser doing the show with him five days a week. Right, yes. That's a, that's a completely different story. Um, we we have a, a a good friend of Brian's on the line with us now. Let, let, let's get to him. I don't want to uh, make him wait uh, too long. Uh, this is Adam Burke. Uh, Adam and Brian did several podcasts, several radio shows uh, over the year. Um, Adam, I'm sorry I forgot to ask you uh, the entities that you're associated with now, if, if you even want those on the air. It, it used to be uh, skating tripods and more. Um, what, what now, uh, if any affiliations, do you want to let us know that, that you have? Yeah, actually, uh, I moved out here not too long ago, and I work for VEASAN now. Uh, but when I had Brian on the show, I was working for Bang the Book and, and also ATS. And you know, then I would go on and, and do his show on Thursdays. And uh, you know, it's funny you guys talking about you know disagreeing with Brian and kind of going back and forth. I'm about 30 years younger than Brian, so I'm kind of more of a new school analytics type of. Oh, guy. he loved you for that. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he was. I can very, see why you're on the on the phone. He he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, we, we went back and forth all the time. He, he railed against analytics. He hated them. But, you know, it, it's kind of funny and, and sort of thinking back now, you know, about how old school Brian truly was. I mean, along with just being a, an outstanding and, and phenomenal person, which you don't find too many of those nowadays. But, you know, I would text him the night before the show, and I would say, you know, hey, Brian, just confirming you know, that we're good for the show in the morning. And I wouldn't get a text back. I would get a phone call. And, you know, I, we had a three-hour time difference because I was back in Cleveland. And, you know, I would answer the phone, and I'd apologize to my wife, and I'd say, well, I'll talk to you in an hour, honey. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's yeah. just what it was like with Brian. You know, he couldn't send back a quick five-second text. It was a phone call of everything that's going on. And, you know, hey, I had this golfer last week that finished second because he always had one of those stories <laughs> every single week. He'd take a golfer, and, and the guy would finish second. And he'd complain about it for a while, and then he'd do it again the next week, and the guy would finish second. Um, you know, there were there were some times that you know, uh, regrettably, I, I didn't answer the phone because I was like, I, I just want to go to bed. I don't want to be on the phone for an hour. And uh, now I sit here and I wish I had taken every single one of those calls. I I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, he didn't call me as much as he called everybody else because, again, I was on you know five days a week with him, so uh, we we get we got our talking in then. Uh, but but there would be times when he would call me, and and, and same thing, Adam. I, I would look at the phone and go, I just don't have time for this right now. It's just you know, let, let it go to voicemail, and I'll, and I'll get back to him later. Because there was, as you've stated, there was never a short phone call with Brian when he called you. No, definitely not. And you know, looking back, I mean, obviously, I, I enjoyed a lot of those chats, and, and especially too, you know, with the age difference between the two of us. I mean. My first exposure to Brian was, and, and a lot of people have been talking about this, you know, his pre- and post-game coverage with the Sabres. And, and that was something that, you know, I kind of found I was 12, 13, 14 years old because we happened to have Empire Sports Network as part of our cable provider. So that was my exposure to Brian, you know, growing up and, and really learning the game of hockey from him and learning how to be a professional on air, which was something that you know, at the time I wanted to do. And then for it to come full circle, you know, 15, 20 years later, and to be able to have him on things that I was doing and also work alongside him with his projects and his shows, um, you know, it's just I'm a big believer in fate. I'm a big believer in things happening for a reason. And, you know, I was really fortunate to be able to share as much time with Brian as I was, especially because I, you know, really idolized him growing up. Hey, uh, I want the story of how, of how you first met him, you know, in, in person, Adam, because, again, with Brian, it's it's not you know, you know, write down a phone number or he gives you his business card or something. It's a, Brian was always big, blusterous. I mean, there's no. I'll never forget the first time that I met him. It's 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 just never small in any way. It's there's always a story there, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, we had been uh, we had been remote friends. You know, kind of doing our our podcast stuff back and forth and his radio show and all that. And I came out to Vegas, um, you know, to just kind of, I think I was promoting like the, the MLB betting guide I used to write, something like that. And he told me, you know, hey, come into the studio. Uh, let's do a spot, you know, or you can be on for the whole show, whatever you want to do. And to the point of what you guys were talking about earlier, you know, I show up 20, 25 minutes early to the studio, want to make sure I get a chance to, you know, talk with him and introduce myself in person and all that. And he rolls in about two minutes before the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just kind of sitting there going, 
All right. Well, it's a good thing that we have, you know, some on air chemistry here, but, but that's what it was. I mean, he was so gifted and so talented that he could walk in right before the show. Didn't matter what the subject matter was, what the topics were. He was ready. He was prepared. He was a true professional. Like I said, obviously, you know, he had passions for golf and and hockey and, and the NFL and all that, but I've never met anyone that loves to talk NASCAR as much in this business as Brian did. And he did it so seamlessly and just so flawlessly with his analysis that, you know, like I said, I mean, it was, uh, it was an honor to work with him. And, and, you know, I, I still try my best to emulate his work ethic because, mm-hmm. you know, the reason he shows up two minutes before the show is because he never said no to anybody. He, he was always just so busy. Well, that's what he said, Adam. But I, I got, I, 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 I got to, I got to tell you that you know the, the the preparation again. He would always say you know he he watches you know every game that, that that's on the TV and and that's true. And then there was also the handicapping. He so he would handicap NASCAR. He would handicap the golf. And so there's a lot of hours spent there. So having done that, then he could just walk in and have all that knowledge you know right at his fingertips. And and that's fine. But but. But he had a gift from God, I, I, I swear to you, and I, and I know you guys know this, that we work hard, right, to, to try and be as smooth as Brian was, and there's no way in this world we would ever be. He just, he had a gift, and he knew it, and, and, and he could just walk in, sit down, and, and, and do a show. I mean, it, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I was with Bang the Book, we actually had him doing some some YouTube videos for us. That was one of the things that that he contributed to the site. And one of them that I distinctly remember, and the reason why is because it was one of our most trafficked videos, he did, it was a 2018 Belmont preview. And obviously, you know, we know that, that he was very much into horse racing, too. Yeah. But he was actually on vacation, and he was on the beach, and, yep. you know, kind of making San comments Diego. about Belmont being big Sandy and, and all that. And he's just there, you know, doing this video, standing there holding his cell phone, and, and his granddaughter, Gracie's in the background doing cartwheels and just kind of flipping around, and, and Brian doesn't break his expression, doesn't just finishes the video so professional, when I know he knows what's going on behind him. Um, but, you know, like, those, are, those are the types of things that you want to remember Brian for. Not only how good he was at his job and how thorough and professional he was, but also the, the human being that he was and the family man that he was as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he, he loved Gracie with all his heart. His, his, his family was very important to him and, and, and all of his friends. And, that, and that's why, you know, you know we're doing this show and, and everybody wants to be on the show to talk about Brian. He, he, he touched everybody. He, he was special that way. I mean, I, you know, I have my small group of friends and uh, um, they love me very much. It's different with Brian. He he was so outgoing, so big, so gregarious. It, um, everybody he met, he he, he touched that way. It, he again, it, it was kind of a gift that he had, and he knew he had it. And he he loved life, and he loved people. He loved every single person he met. I don't. He did. <laughs> well, and and you look at all the social media tributes too, and and like I told you, Stevie, you know. A lot of times you run into a scenario where somebody passes away and it's at that point that everybody says the kind words and the nice things and all of that. And and you sit there and you think, well, I wish that, you know, that person knew that while they were still able to hear it. And I don't know if Brian would ever admit it, but I know he knew that, that there were so many people out there that were his friends, people that greatly respected everything that he did. 
And and furthermore, to that point, I mean, a lot of the people, you know, kind of searching through social media and, and some of the comments that people have made, you know, because of that big personality, because of his longstanding visibility in this business, you had so many people that were saying, you know, I didn't know him, but I felt like I knew him Be- because he just had that captivating personality on air that, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why his legacy will absolutely live on forever. Well, I'll tell you a quick story in relation to that. I mean, him and I would talk uh, probably two or three times a day. I mean, that would be the average for no reason other than he was just bored in the car. It wasn't really my entertainment or anything like that. But I do remember it, it started out as a relationship in sports, but then it became so much deeper than that on so many different levels. And, you know, my wife said to me numerous times, she says, you love that guy. And I said, yeah, no, I, I like Brian a lot. She goes, no, you love that guy. And, and she says, you should tell him. And I said, you know what? We don't, I don't need to tell him because we knew. Because I, I in, in some way, I, I thought that I fulfilled some, you know, emptiness maybe that he had as well. And he certainly did for me beyond sports. So all these people saying, I love Brian, and he was this and he was that. I don't think anybody has to worry because I think Brian knew because of who Brian was, he brought out that love from other people. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. You know, one of the words that, that a lot of people were using to describe him, and, and you know, I even wrote something over at Beeson about him, is he was just genuine. I mean, what, what you saw was what you got, yeah. and it was one of those things, too, where, you know, if, if you were somebody in his closest circle, and, and obviously you two guys were, and, you know, I was able to be on some of the outer rings of that close circle, you, you just knew. You know, he, he was just that genuine, that forthright, that just that type of person that, that everybody wants to be around. Because not only do you feel good for knowing somebody like that, yeah. but it also makes you think, yeah, you know, I got pretty good taste in friends because this is a, you know, a true upstanding guy. And, and I know we're all going to miss him greatly, and, and certainly I continue to hope for the best for his family as well. Yeah, th- thanks very much. We 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 do as well, Adam. Um, any other? Uh, uh, do you have a, do you have a story you'd like to share, or any other any other thoughts on Brian from you uh, from you, Adam? No, I just uh, you know it was, it was always amusing to me the way that you know we would do my show on tuesday mornings it was it was early i mean it was i'd record 11 o'clock eastern so he'd be up at 8 a.m and you know he would always do the shows out on the patio mm-hmm. you know he's got the pool behind him and you know all that but he would always do the shows outside winter spring summer fall didn't matter so being from cleveland and knowing that he was a buffalo guy you know he would come on to do the show and he'd be bundled up he'd have on a winter hat of course he'd still have a cigarette in his hand but you know he would just be just completely bundled up, and I would always give him flack and be like, "Man, you know, you're from, you spent so much time in Buffalo. How can you possibly be cold in Vegas?" And he's like, "Don't you worry. You'll find out when you get out here." So, <laughs> you know, after giving him so much grief for so long, uh, every time I get cold out here, I'm definitely going to think of him. Yeah, I, Adam. Part of that's getting older. Again, you you talked about the age difference you guys had. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm, I'm going to be 62 in a couple of months. I like it warm, buddy. And and, and look, in, you know, from, from from November through February, I I don't like it even here. There, there's no way I would have been able to survive, you know, in the in the northern half of the U.S. 
Jeff, that, that, that's just the way it is. So I think part, part, part of that is his age and, and also, you know, he's right. You do get acclimated. When you, when you move to a spot, you get acclimated to that weather. You get acclimated to the summer weather here, yeah. and, and, and you want it warm all, all year long. Because 50 degrees in upstate New York, where I grew up, Right, fifty degrees. I mean, it was That's shorts, t shirt. Yeah, yeah, where's right. my baseball man? Yeah, yeah, fifty degrees here. I'm looking for my parka. <laughs> hey, Adam, buddy, man, thanks so much for the time. Uh, well, I I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, I, I I love you know. I I know how I felt about him and 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 what he meant to me. It, it it's just it, it's cool, you know, to 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 hear you know how he touched other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, you know, across multiple generations. You know, like I said, I mean, being about 30 years younger than him, just, you know, treating me almost like an equal when, when he clearly didn't have to because of everything that he accomplished. So uh, definitely a significant loss, and, you know, I certainly uh, keep all of you guys, his friends, his family, everybody, my thoughts on a daily basis. Thank you for your time, Adam. We really appreciate it. Have, have a good day. Take right. care. We'll Thanks, be in Adam. touch. Take care, guys. Um, you know that that's a really good point, uh, uh, Dana, about Brian. That it it didn't matter, like what age you were. It didn't matter how good you when when I when I first do, started doing the show with yes, him. Tell I, that story because that's that's important because yeah. it, uh, it just to set the stage for that. Him and I were doing the show, and from time to time we would have other people in doing the show with us, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had no idea, you know, who you were, and I but, had no idea who you were. Are you kidding me? And I still don't. <laughs> well, here, let me give you a website. Anyway, um, and, and then so you came in, and all of a sudden I thought, you know, Brian said, hey, well, look, we're, you know, we'll give this guy, you know, some time. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, there was good vibes about you. Okay. Because I don't always feel that about everybody. Oh, cool. Because I was very protective sure. of our show and right. what we were doing and moving forward. Um, and, you know, I... I could see what Brian saw immediately. So tell the story of how that evolved. All right. So I, I got laid off is, is the first thing that happened uh, after working at a place for, for 17 years, a place that Brian had worked at. So that's, so that's how, that's how we met. Um, and, uh, and I'm, and I'm looking for work and nothing's happening. And, uh, and I knew Brian was, was doing the show. Uh, I have a degree in broadcasting, I, I worked in radio in Northern California for 15 years or so before I moved here, um, and and Brian knew that again from from the other job, and uh, so I'm having no luck, you know, finding work. So I thought, let me give Brian a call, see if he'll let me come on the show with him, even if it's like one segment, occasionally, uh, at least it. it my name will get out there. Maybe some, maybe someone hears it. Maybe it leads to something. That's what I was thinking, right? So, uh, so I, I called him, and uh, and he said sure, and uh, and I'll, I'll never f- forget the first time. I'm, you know, I, again, I've got a degree in broadcasting. I'm stammering all over the place, you know, because I hadn't done radio in, in, in quite a while. It keeps and, the listeners on edge, and, and they, don't, <laughs> they don't know what you're going to say next. So, and I'm, I'm think, I mean, but I, I mean, really stuttering and having trouble speaking correctly on air, and I, and, and I'm thinking to myself after we, I got done that, well, this this is it. He's not going to want me. Well, didn't you do the injury reports to start? Uh, Was that I, not? You had a little segment, and yeah. and that's how you came on and started doing it. And and Brian and I would talk after. And, and I would think, you know, I, I like this guy. I liked, I liked the, the contrast and the voices, and I liked, 
you know, what he brought. And you were very unassuming. You yeah. didn't expect anything. No. You didn't demand anything. You didn't say, well, hey, I've been here for a certain amount of time. I should have this. And I love that about you because, like myself, it's always been about, I want you to like me because of my work ethic. Yeah. Because um, then the relationships are natural. Right. So, again, when I came in, I've, I've, I was just grateful that, that Brian would give me whatever time he gave me. That, that it might lead to something else, and I didn't. And I know that you guys had established this show, and you had it the way you wanted it, and I didn't want to come in and upset that, right? So I, I well, I was concerned about peeving you guys off, and that was so, Steve. And to your credit, and I'm very, again, protective of Brian because I knew Brian would let everybody in, protective of the show. And because you took that route, and like Brian as well, I mean, Brian never made, he, you know, if he was a peacock, he would never see his feathers. <laughs> no, that's true. Because he never wanted you right. to see that. Right. And you were the same way. So because you came in that regard, or you didn't try to, uh, you know, give off the impression you were trying to exploit anything, or, you know, you were, you were there for a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's what really drove me to you, and I think that that's what Brian liked as well, and that's why it clicked. Well, that that's cool. I, I would just say that you were Brian, but, no, you're I, exploiting. I, no, no, I, I would just say that us all. that that Brian not showing his feathers and me not showing his feathers are two different peacocks because Brian had every right. To, to strut around here with all the talent that he had and all that he, I, I would never have that right. You know, I, I, I do the best I can, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm not Brian Blessing and I never will be. Well, and, and, and interesting, and I know there's more to that story too. Interesting about that, and I'm a little bit of a different bird because I feel like there's a pecking order, per se. I, a lot of bird references. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's not. I have them all written down here, so I'm following the script. Um, but I always felt like Brian deserved, because I knew, especially when it came to hockey, I knew how much this sport meant to me. And I knew how much that sport coming to this town meant to me. And believe me, the people that knew me knew the only thing I ever wanted to do was be part of that organization. That's all I ever wanted to, you know, the Golden Knights. That's all I ever wanted to do. I hung my hat on that mentally for a long time. And I'm so competitive with mostly everybody. But I told Brian one day, I said, look, because of my respect for who you are and what you've done. And it's so much easier for me to give that respect when it's who you are and what you've done, not who you think you are and what you want to do. Right. And that, you know, and so if you're the latter, then you have to, for me, have to come in the way you did. Yeah. And so because Brian was like that, I always thought in my head, well, this guy deserves before me. Yeah. And that was big for me, yeah. if I'm being 100% honest about that. Yeah. So that's how much he meant to me and how much I respected his opinion opinion because he's been there and established and done that and his opinion when he gave it to you i knew it was 
hey, I looked at this side and I've looked at this side, and this is my opinion, not I'm a fan of this team, so this is going to be my opinion because it's going to benefit what I ultimately want to have happen. He was never like that. So no. don't mean to interrupt your story, but no, it's fine. just to add to that a little bit. And now as you as we went on, and of course I left the show, and you you took over that spot. Yeah. Um, and and I, I got to tell you, and, and I know I, I know why you left. But man, I loved coming in here every day. I did, it was just there was something about. I, I like making my car payment. <laughs> no, no, so. I, I, no, I get. I hear you. I hear you. I and look, the, 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 don't think that subject didn't come up with, with Brian and I also. Um, but um, but but to add to that, to cut you off for an eighth time, because of my love for sports or love for hockey, and because of my love for Brian, I went a year and said, it's okay because I like being with you. I like doing the show. I like talking hockey. It was good mm-hmm. until it got to the point where, hey, I, I can't. And then just to expound on that even more, after that, usually relationships will stop at that point mm-hmm. because Brian was not happy with me. Right. For sure. Right, right. But – the friendship was so much more important than anything we were doing on the air, and that never was interrupted. Yeah. So um, the, it just it, it, it just kind of worked out for me that um, eventually the, the, the place that let me go in 17 hired me back in 2020, and the hours were such that I could keep doing the show with Brian. So then, so then it didn't matter. And 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 I love doing it so much that it, that I that I kept doing it, and then now in uh, in November, getting in November, I, I another uh, company hired me, and uh, and and paid me a lot more money. Um, so and th- but they wanted me to work Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in conflict to the show. So I I told Brian I, I look I I'm sorry I can't do it anymore. I, I, I want to. I just I can't. They Isn't need that to the work worst with. feeling? Yeah, because you never want to say that to him. No. Well, no. Well, I lo- again. I love doing the show. It was fun. Yes. I, I I I got up in the morning looking forward to doing the show with Brian that day. Well, because it was so much fun. Yeah, and the thing about it is when you you know we talked about this on the phone the other night. When I said okay, you know, financially, as anybody would, I think. But prior to Brian, I would have never brought that up. I would have never, you know, I do other things that I get paid for now. And the reason I get paid for them is because of Brian. Yeah. And so when he said, well, look, we're, we're on the verge of doing this and doing that, you know. And I, and I said, look, it, we're at the beginning of the first season. And this is your show. There's no doubt about it. You asked me to be on it, and that's the way it went. But at the same time, I'm dedicating. And again, it goes back to you saying, Brian's a guy that would just walk in with you know the newspaper and the computer, and he would go to work. Yeah, Not me. And maybe I could, but it's all about settling your soul a little bit before you get on the air. Yeah, I, th- I think we're just different. So, so you and I are the same in that way. Yeah. We, we, we've got to work hard. Uh, to 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 be the best that we can be, it, 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 I, I I'm telling you, Brian had a God given yeah. gift. Oh, you should see. I, I mean, 
do any uh, do any UNLV games. I have this whole <laughs> book of God. This you know, this is where this guy played junior hockey, and his parents are this, and they you know, at school they went to in the hometown. And I get through with the broadcast, and I'm like, I didn't use any of this. <laughs> Why did I spend so much time yeah. doing this? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm with you. I I over prepare for 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 the stuff that I do just so that I have everything covered right I, I, I try to you know and, and again and brian would say this stuff like hey you know i i just i don't trust this goaltender and i don't think they're you know current form he'd love to talk about and i'm like brian you, oh you, you you mean you don't want to talk about Corsi and you know you don't want to talk about offensive zone possession and turnovers in the neutral zone and all that stuff. i mean he didn't want to do any of that and no. i was all prepared to talk about that but at the same time you took that knowledge to other things that you would, you know, maybe not have uh, thought it was important in, in through trying to be par- pre- prepared for Brian, you were prepared for other things. And Brian made you feel like, you know, like I told you before with, the, with these you know, other videos that we did, if I was on a different side of Brian, oh, you could bet I'm prepping a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You, because I'm going to war with this guy because yeah. I know he's going to ask me the game I like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him the side I like. I know it's going to be the opposite because we knew everybody's plays beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I knew he wasn't going to just let that go. Right. Well, like I've said before, he, when, when he had an opinion, he was right and you were wrong. And that was never going to end. It didn't matter what, what, you know, how good your argument was. You were wrong. He was right. <laughs> he and, would say, wait, he would use the line of, well, if you watch the game, yeah, hey, Brian, I, I watched the game. You know, uh, you didn't watch it right. <laughs> I mean, if it's yeah. like, yeah, I yeah. Brian. I mean, Philadelphia and Calgary spent forty-eight five minutes in the neutral zone, and you're telling me that it was a fast-paced great game. He say, "Oh, well, yeah. I mean, when they did get into the offensive zone, there was lots of room. There was, you know, they're skating around at the point. They were able to get pucks through. I mean, it was a whole reason why I was wrong, and my ticket should never cash. I felt ashamed walking up and, and trying to cash a ticket. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you, I, I was sure I was right from the minute. Oh, the I, Gonzaga I, story, right? Well, well yeah. there's Gonzaga. I was going to talk about Theodore, but, uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, Go so, with that. All right, so 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 Shea Theodore, but when 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 he gets here, Brian has. Oh. Brian had the opinion that he's going to be the face of the franchise. He's the greatest. And 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 I'm, i every time he brought it up, I'd go, Brian, you're you're wrong. What are you talking about? Right now, it's flurry. Um, the and the who knows who they bring in. And 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 he used that by the way. Eventually, well, I didn't know they were going to bring in Stone. Well, you got to think about that before you make a declarative statement. Oh, he <laughs> loves Shea Theodore. Yeah, absolutely. So. The, so now we're we're four or five years in with Shea Theodore. If if he was still here, he would not mention that now because because it's not true. However, if Theodore had become in the face of the franchise and I was wrong, he would bring it up every day, right? Because because yeah. you know, but and, and 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 it's fine. But 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 I'm just saying when when he had you, he liked to step on your neck, right? He, 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 but, 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 but if he was wrong, then it never came up. And the same thing happened with, with, with Gonzaga and, and, and Baylor last year. He, he, I'll, I'll never forget. He, he opens the mic and he goes, well, Baylor's going to blow him out tonight, you know, on Monday morning. And, and I, I'll, I'll just, for, for any of you that, the, the gamble, and, and I, I don't know if you've subscribed to this theory, but 
Well, gambling? No. No, no. Absolutely not. We'll see if you do. In the playoffs, and it doesn't matter, the Atlanta Braves were the worst team record-wise in the baseball playoffs this year, and they won the World Series. In the playoffs, in any sport, dogs and under in those games. So we got the NFL playoffs coming up now. I've got all the road teams this week and the unders, and I'm not going to win every one of them, but but I've been here since end, end of 89, beginning of 90. I have this this works. This works. Dogs and under. All right. So he's going, you know, Gonzaga's gonna destroy him. It's gonna go flying over the troll. There's gonna be points glory. I said, Brian, look, I'm I the same argument. I've been here for thirty plus years in the playoffs and in, in championships in college and whatever. It's dogs and under. And 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 I'm playing Baylor in the under. And he, how can you do that? He basically called me a moron on the air, which is fine. Um, and th- so we know that, that Baylor wins outright and it's under. And we come in Tuesday morning and there's no mention of the game. And, and there never was after that. But if he had won, he would have grilled me unmercilessly, which is fine. That's who Brian was. I'm fine. Well, I mean, how many times has he told the story about uh, doing those prop bets when the Golden Knights first got here and they would – you know, put odds on specific players, but then they would give you everybody else, including every defenseman on the team. So he would always tell the story many times. And I, you know, shoot, I've heard it 15 times about how he would absolutely be destroying you know, the books with these props because they would give you, you know, say 10 to 1 on, on Theodore scoring or all, you know, all the defensemen were like 10, 15 to 1. Well, Brian was all over that for a long time. So one day, and I'll, I'll keep the names out. Okay. One day he's in the sports book with the sports book director and a mutual friend of ours. Okay. And, well, he doesn't talk to me, but he does talk to you. <laughs> uh, I thought at one point. <laughs> I almost had two friends. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, things have gotten dim for me. Um, and he mentions, man, I, I, I love that prop. We, I mean, that is like taking candy from a baby. Probably a day later, the prop was completely changed. His his financial well was was dry, mm-hmm. all because he mentioned how great this prop was. And of course, you know, when the Knights got here, everybody's kind of trying to feel their sportsbook directors want to add a little bit more than sure. just you know money line total, uh, you know, uh, puck line, and. That was one of the ways they did it. They just didn't get it yet. And the minute that Brian said something, man, it had completely dried up. And he tells that story all the time. But his uh, his little side gig got uh, dried up there because he couldn't <laughs> stop talking about it in front of the sports book director. When when Adam Burke was on with us, one of the closing kind of things that he mentioned was Brian's genuineness, and <sighs> and I that really that really struck a chord because when when I first was hanging around with Brian in doing this show and uh, he would uh, talk to the sponsors either on air or off air uh, when I was with him at, at various casinos and whatever. And, and look, I get it. The, the, you have to schmooze a little bit, right? Wasn't schmoozing, but, it, but, but I, and I found that out yeah. and, and in the beginning I thought it was and, 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 but, it, but it wasn't, it never was. He knew every 
any of the sponsors he dealt with, he knew all of the wives' names, all of the kids' names, what sports they played, what they liked in school, all that stuff, and he was always bringing it up. He, he knew everything about everybody, and he always asked, you know, how is the family doing, and he meant it. Well, in relation to that, because Bill Foley will be coming on uh, the owner tomorrow. of Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. And I remember him uh, Saturday mornings. He would always go and golf, and on his way there, of course, you know, call me and we'd drive there together <laughs> and you know he would golf with bill foley quite a bit and of course bill was you know i mean he was in the studio and you know you were as close to him as anybody would be but brian was just a, a little bit of a step closer mm-hmm. and the reason why is he wasn't it didn't matter that this was bill foley right. the billionaire didn't matter he was bill foley the owner of the vegas golden knights or that he had all these you know wineries and all the all the financial you know yeah he had everything anybody could ever want financially right. but brian always said to me i just treat him like a regular guy yeah i'll take his money like anybody else on the golf course yeah and that's why bill foley agrees to come in mm-hmm. and talk to him yeah and, and that's what I always loved about Brian because, hey, look, man, uh, you and I, we, we've, we've been around athletes before. We've been around, you know, people of status, whatever. The more you're around those people, the more you realize they're, they, they, you know, it's cliche, mm-hmm. but they're just, okay, you, you start to, who they are starts to, uh, starts to kind of peel away and you're left with what they are. Right. And, and and so the more that you're around that, the less you are in awe of whoever, whatever they've accomplished, because I'm more interested in who they are as a person. And Brian was like that as well. And I think that is what, you know, really drew people to him because he was always genuine. He was never um, one way to one person and then another to another person. I, I remember this. Cam will attest to this. So I get to the point, and I and I have really not even said ultimately what he's meant to me. I've said it on social media. But the reason – I'll start with this. Brian, outside of sports and what we did in sports, I grew up in upstate New York, didn't really have it – you know, had a dad, of course, but didn't really have one. And as you grew older, you realize – well, I'm out of that realm right now. Okay, I didn't have the greatest parents in the world. But but what I can do is be a good parent myself. I can do everything I possibly can do to be a good parent. So you move on. Well, Brian swoops in. And when it became more uh, above and beyond sports, you realize that he started to fill in some of those cracks that you forgot about and you moved on from. And then you started to realize, well, this guy's really important to me. So when I say on social media um, that he was like a dad to me, even though it was you know, 15 years difference, I absolutely meant that because no matter what your age is, there's some things that maybe your childhood that you were missing. You know, a dad 
calls you when you're in the middle of New York City driving in Manhattan to see how you are. Uh, a dad asks how your family is. You know, a, a, a dad will call you when they need something. And I always knew when he would come back from high school football games, driving back from mm-hmm. these games, I always knew he needed a companionship. And we were, we were that. And that's when it was so much different than we did a radio show together. Mm-hmm. It was so much different at that point. And that's why when this sprung up, and Thursday, last Thursday we did a, a hockey show in the morning, Brian calls me up and says, my sciatic nerve is it's killing me, and I'm hearing him. Mm-hmm. And he says, I can't do the show. I said, cool, no problem. Um, we'll just work with it. 20 minutes later, and of course this was an hour before the show, 20 minutes later he calls me and says, said, okay, let's do it. I'm in a good, I'm in a good place. My, <laughs> okay. But we did the shortest show we've ever done. And he, the one thing that he said that I will never forget, and this is how I knew our level. He said, I don't want to jam you up. I want to make sure that we do the show. And at the time, our third co-host was, you know, his father had passed and we Mm -hmm. were trying to replace him. So if Brian didn't do it, we wouldn't do a show. And Brian took 15 minutes for a show we usually do in 40 Mm -hmm. to do it just to give them some content. And that was the last thing that we ever did. Yeah. I I get it. That Again, that's his professionalism. Um, oh, he was. Sure. He was he, you could hear him. And again, I thought he had people there that was taking care of him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of uh, anything else that was mm-hmm. going on. And uh, there's a little bit of regret that says I should have been over there, should have helped him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, the outcome may or may not have been the same. But thankfully, though, it does sound like he had you know, people over there and helping yeah. him. And, and, and this, you know, ultimately would have happened anyway. But um, he's a guy that leaves you, you, you feel like, and it, and it wasn't monetary. You wanted him to be involved. I, I had this opportunity w- with BetUS. And we were going through, they said, we you know, we would like you to host the show. And I said, you know what? I got a better idea mm-hmm. because I wanted Brian to be part of everything I did. Mm-hmm. That's how much he meant to me. And ultimately he came in and hosted the show the way it should be and the way it always was. And Brian was a guy that never, it wasn't about your monetary gain. It was about what he gave you in your soul. Yeah. And so because of what he gave you, that unspoken gift that he gave you on a daily basis, you couldn't do enough for him. <laughs> you couldn't give enough to him. Because there was a few people, Steve, there are a few people that walk into your life, can see the cracks that you need filled in as a person, and fills them in, and then stays there to make sure... <laughs> 
they're, they continue to be filled. Yeah. And that was Brian. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I, I didn't have uh, the same relationship. I, he, he felt more like an equal to me, not, not in talent, but just that, that we're both in our uh, early 60s and uh, we generally feel the same about sports and music and politics and whatever. And, uh, and all, all these people, like Adam was talking about, and you're, you're talking about how, how much he called you. He didn't call me that much because we're, we're on air 15 hours a week. We, 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 got, we got all we needed to say into one another in that time. But um, when there, there were a couple of times during the five years that I got sick for a week, and he called me every night, you know, when, when I was sick, make sure I was okay. Um, when uh, over the time when there was, uh, I, I've had some car issues. So whether it was tires or the engine or whatever, he would he drove me, even though it's like four, half an hour, forty five minutes from where he lives. Um, he would drive me to the rent a car place to get the rent a car. He would drive me. He would follow me. To, to the auto shop so that then he could drive me back home. So so this has now taken him an hour and a half because it's on the other side of town to get to the auto shop and then it's way on the other side of town to get me home and then he's got to drive home. And he and never and, you know and I would tell him no I'll find another way. He would just go no Steve I'm going to take you. You know just, just shut up and get in the car. Um, and if if um, if I if I ever needed money for something, you know, if I needed a hundred or a couple hundred bucks for something here or there, um, he he would reach into the wallet. Um, but but also it, it, it's it's odd because um, and and but I know this. I'm I'm Scottish for the most part. He's Irish. I would never spend money on myself. He would never spend money on himself. But he if someone if Gracie needed something or if you needed something or if I. He, he would reach into the wallet immediately. Yeah. Well, we'll tell this. I have another story about, and I, I told you about this before, uh, another story about what he did to my cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and he, he went he went uh, two feet into that when I thought it was over. But yeah. uh, we have a prestigious guest. And, in we, and he's, he's, well, I've got stories like that, too. Uh, the general manager at uh, KSHP, Mark Hayes, joins us. Mark, you, you met Brian when? Wow, the uh, the first uh, time I can't recall the date, but when before he even had a show here, I had the opportunity to meet him. I was just a kind of a uh, a green eyed kind of you know guy that was You've just never been looking, looking to looking to get my feet in the door uh, here at the station, and um, it was two things that I recall when he first walked in the door. Uh, the previous general manager, Brett Grant, uh, owner, he had this look on his face like a kid looks when they open up their presents on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. You know, you're so yeah. excited. You want to you want to find out what's in that present. But he came out and said, Brian Blessing is coming. Brian Blessing is coming. Straighten up. Get every. Make sure you make sure you got everything. <laughs> Notice you never order. straighten up for me. Yeah, get it. Get it. Get, you know, make sure he this guy is Brian Blessing in Buffalo. And he just went on this rant for about 15 minutes about uh brian blessing and granted he had never really interacted with him either right Mm -hmm. i would have thought he was him and brian was like best friends and but he was so happy to have brian come over to the station right um 
before he even made a commitment, this guy was, he, I mean, red, when I say red carpet, he laid out everything. He made everybody straighten their desk, make sure <laughs> everybody was here when he came in, make sure you speak to him. It was kind of almost like you would have thought the president was coming to the station. And, you know, but that was just kind of Brian's MO. But he never, uh, you know, some guys thrive on attention. Right. Some guys want attention. Some mm-hmm. guys have to have that 15 minutes yeah. of attention. But Brian, in all his years in radio and as I've gotten to know him, he never really wanted people to talk about Brian. No. Right. He never wanted you to talk about the man, the person and the things he did, whether it's in the community, whether it's handing somebody a, a, a cigarette handing somebody a dollar. And he never wanted to be in that spotlight, but he was in it. Right. We yeah. can't. I mean, when you're in the sports, he never world. craved it because he wasn't. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was the spotlight, right? And yeah. so we craved it. Yeah, more more than anything. Yeah. And so that was just one of um, you know, many stories that that really I was like, wow, who's who's Brian Blessing? Like, who is this guy? What is why is this this big announcement being made over the PA system that everybody straighten up, put your shoes on, make sure your shoes are tied, don't look sluggish because we really want to get him on the station and. You know, finally, as he came in and um, with his cargo shorts on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly how I pictured him. <laughs> he came with some tennis shoes on, uh, uh, his bag, his flask, yeah. <laughs> yeah. his flask, yeah. walked in here. And we didn't even know it was Brian, right, until, you know, afterwards he introduced everybody. But his presence was so strong and powerful. Even when he just walked in looking just like a normal person off the street, you know, he made – you feel good and especially as over the years I've gotten to know him it was like clockwork I sat at my desk and I could almost time exactly when Brian was going to be here and he would walk by my door every Monday morning and say two words he would how was your weekend and keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't stopping yeah. the conversation, but well, he, was, well, he couldn't because the show was starting. Yeah, the st- yeah, you know, he's five minutes before the show started. He got to get prepped yeah. and get himself together. But he would walk by. I mean, I think he started saying it from the door because he would. By the time he got to yeah. me, all yeah. I heard was weekend. Yeah, right? so and then like, you're sitting in your office answering him, yeah. and he's Did he hear well. Me? He's already yeah. in the back. Yeah. He's yeah, already in the right. back. So I get up and I go and hey Brian, I had a good weekend. How about yours? Yeah. But just that's who he was, right? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't really. He didn't really hide the person, right? He didn't no. really, he Mark, didn't really try to be somebody he wasn't. Mark's yeah. like, I, I really had a bad, I, I really needed somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I know you expected me to say it was good. <laughs> yeah, and his show was starting, and we all know, like, uh, he was so good at his craft that he would come in five minutes and be ready. Yeah. Whereas somebody else would need thirty minutes, forty, 40 minutes, or forty-five minutes to get prepped and the previous day he was just yeah. so good at what he did I'm prepping for february yeah. games and he never had a, a notepad a notebook uh i mean i didn't never see him mean, he always had his laptop yeah. but i never really seen him prep well that wasn't for anything other than horses, horses yeah right. it wasn't yeah. like I'm, I'm checking things so i can yeah. put it on the air it was like i got you know i gotta play at uh, santa anita right now yeah i can't be bothered with this with this radio show yeah so he i mean just a, a the professional i mean you know, he's kind of the person that makes you say, I did get into the right business. I am in mm-hmm. radio, and uh, it's because of Brian and things that he made radio not glamorous, but he just made it fun. It's it was fun. Sports. Yeah. He made it interesting. He made, and he told you, I used to always ask him, Buffalo, hey, should I bet on this kid, Josh Allen? Should we do the over mm-hmm. under? Most times you ask somebody to bet, oh, well, 
t- they playing here. They he may take the under yeah. <laughs> and didn't give you a reason, Brian. Why? Just take the under. Come back Monday morning after the game. I told you not. So he, even with his bets. And his picks, it was just take the over. But if he lost, yeah. Yeah, never mind, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so, I don't care about your weekend. <laughs> but so, you know, he was just he was just such a, a pleasure to have in the station. And he loved being here. And yeah. our last conversation, and this is word for word, our last conversation was him standing and actually talking because he had a, a little window. He actually got here early. So he had a little window, about 10 minutes. And we talked for the whole 10 minutes before he started the show. He said, Mark, he was like, other than me being home, I love coming here and doing the radio station. I love the, it's no, it's no drama. It's no, uh, the atmosphere is good. Everybody is welcoming. And when he said that, I, you know, I thought about it. That's the culture we were trying to create. And he, he helped create that culture because of who he was. And I wanted to, I remember as a starting, I remember the welcoming and the announcement that was made when Brian came into the station. I, so I said, look, I got to keep this going so this guy can feel welcome. And our last conversation, unfortunately, he said, I love you. I love the station. And I wouldn't want to be at any other big station in yeah. this town. And so that was our conversation by him saying, first, he loved me. And I said, okay, I love you. You know, just a natural, <laughs> I love you too. He was like, I love the station. He was like, and he was like, other than being home with my family and my wife, he was like, I love coming here. He didn't mention me. I didn't, no, he, <laughs> he, he probably didn't have time. No, okay. He kind of went down a list. I just wanted But where. he was just, I think he was just more or less the, the, the environment, the culture that we've created here yeah. of, you know, when you come in here, it's a family. We're teammates. And that's everything I've been expressing on the air this week. It's not colleague. It's not coworker. It's teammates, right? And when one of our teammates go down, what we got to do is try to step up and pick up the pieces of losing the teammate or having the teammate injured or not being able to be with us. And so as we grow and as this Brian's legacy continues, we are here going to make it a point to make sure that, you know, we continue his name and bring it out and make sure people know that this guy was, you know, he may not have wanted to know that, and he's probably upstairs cussing me out or walking by and telling me to be quiet. Or, he is. Oh, he's probably standing right next to you with his hands on his hips and his yeah, cargo pants right now. Wondering what, yeah. why are you talking about me? Because he never was the one for people to talk about him or what he did. Like, if you he did something for you, he didn't ask for it back. He didn't ask for you to to acknowledge that he did something. And so he was just that kind of person that, you know, when you're growing up, you 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 kind of have friends and you have associates. Oh, huh. and he was a friend. I didn't know that? Yeah, he was a <laughs> he was a friend, and you yeah. know, and I think everybody that's talked over the weeks, I have all the recordings and you know people that listen to the station because of Brian, right? A lot of people listen to the station now because of Brian, Stevie. They go on and they do a. My friend just came in here, and uh, he don't listen to the shopping show. He listens to <laughs> Sportsbook Radio and the Vegas Hockey Hotline from yeah. twelve to two, and so that's just the the you never know what kind of mark you leave until you meet people that talk about somebody that we've seen every day, and it's just amazing the the people that he's touched in this community. And you know, you coming from Buffalo, you come to Las Vegas, and you you really light a fire under the sports world here. And I mean, I was, I was honored to just, 
again, I thought he was the president before I met him <laughs> of sports. I really, I truly did. I'm like, I know a lot of he sports. He as well too. believes that. Yeah. And so he was kind of like the president of sports when our first time meeting him, you know, and he asked me if I was a Buffalo Bills fan. I said, I don't think it's a lot of <laughs> Buffalo Bills fans. I don't personally know none, but you now, but he was the biggest Buffalo Bill fan that yeah. I knew. And that was kind of our first time we really struck up a conversation. I said, I don't really know too many Buffalo Bills fans. I'm not one, but <laughs> no. I know they lost, what, four Super Bowls. <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> and, and, did we know who that was to again? I <laughs> Boy, I'm looking for that fifth this year. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so. Dallas was involved. <laughs> so, uh, that, you know, that's just the type of person he was. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I think our our attention now and our energy now has to go to his wife and his kids and, yeah. and his, his, his family. And I think that's probably one thing he is yelling at us about. Make sure Marie is okay. Yeah. You know, and I, it, he don't even care about all this. It's just make sure his wife is okay. Cause I never personally met her, but I can almost, it felt like I knew her. Cause anytime we talked, anything about family, he always talked about Maria and his granddaughter. Well, the same strength that Brian has, Marie has as well. Yeah. And so she has to talk she, it. Yeah, she absolutely has. She to. has to. And, and in talking to her, you know, a couple times this week, um, and she's battling through some things as well. And, you know, I thought, yeah, I'm going to support her and this and that, you know, the last text she sent to me was, I'm sleeping, <laughs> you know, in big yeah, capital yeah. letters. I'm like, okay. Some Brian would say. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I say, hey, me. look, I know you got a cat. I'm just trying to feed your cat. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, she is. And, and what are we doing on break times today? Uh, we'll, we'll worry about it later. Okay. Go. Yeah. So here's the thing on something you had said. Now, when hockey first started here, Brian had offers or, you know, putting feelers out or to see if he would be available to do some other things in relation to the Knights. Yeah. And, of course, Brian listened. But yep. ultimately, he talked about the money. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the other intangible was the atmosphere that you created here. Right. He didn't want to be part of a... So-called big... A corporate atmosphere mm -hmm. where he was being... It, you know, his schedule was being dictated to him. Mm -hmm. He wanted his bubble. He wanted it the way he was. He's very comfortable in it. And he was also comfortable with the people that were in it with him. Mm -hmm. So, yes, as much Brian brought that to your station, you brought that to him. It was a perfect marriage. And, you know, sometimes you always talk about how, well, it's not always about the money. Yeah. And it wasn't about the money for him. Yeah. It was about, okay, if I give this up, what am I, the emptiness, am I willing to deal with that emptiness? Because he would come in here and say hello to everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and he would, con you know, the minute he started talking to everybody in here, I knew our phone call was over. He would completely forget I'm on the, on the other line, right? <laughs> right. And then when we were doing the show, we would go out front after and sometimes, you know, just talk to each other. Everybody who walked by, it didn't matter if they, wa if they worked here, they worked next door. You know, that the place down the, at the corner, he always said, hello. How are you? How and yeah. and everybody who walked in here, he held the door open for him. Oh, yeah. I know. Even when it was locked, he would leave it open. I said, <laughs> Brian, Brian, why do you leave the door open? Oh, well, I forgot. I keep forgetting this door is locked. But another story, too, I just 
this morning, actually, the lady next door who's had, I mean, literally just met him outside and she worked two doors down and she came and, you know, right there she is now just speaking of her and almost started crying like, God, she was like, how's Brian? And uh, I mean, I've heard what happened to Brian and she was like, he made such an impression on her and all they did was share the five minute smoke break or a three minute smoke break and but she was like for the last couple of years we kind of knew when each other was going to come out here and smoke and we (laughs) we met and he would always have to get back into the studio but those three minutes that he left on this young lady yeah yeah I mean, she was like, she's out there looking for him now. Yeah, she was like, "Tell me where, the, sir. What can I? What is there anything I need to? Any? She was just, but that was just three minutes a day, Monday through Friday, right? That's yeah. three minutes. So you you take that at time five, fifteen minutes a week that he interacted with this young lady, and she's now look like she's known him for years. But that was the the mark he left on people. And, and I, you could have met him a short period of time, and he could have definitely left a mark on you for the rest of your and life. And I guarantee. And watching her, he passed through her mind. Yeah, mm. of course. I guarantee. I, I, well, this morning, and she was taking yeah. her morning smoke, and she said, oh, she you know, like, she was really, she, but but that was, you know, I think everybody had a connection with Brian in some form or fashion, whether it's a, a sports connection, whether mm. it's a fan connection with the Knights. Her connection was through their smoke breaks, right? And we, how many times have we told Brian to stop smoking? Yeah. I, I've cut, Brian, stop leaving cigarette butts oh, on the ground well that just goes to show we were wrong <laughs> stop leaving cigarettes yeah made. stop leaving cigarette butts on the ground i would at to a point i would stop and just kick them off the the sidewalk yeah. and i said see this guy right here thinking about brian yeah this uh, this this little cement thing is where you put your cigarettes all right mark i remember and next time you go on a break it's on yeah. the front of the but that just was who he was i mean it's pretty self-explanatory it. yeah no no and that's what i'm saying but he did it his way right he did it his way and it didn't hurt nobody i was just like oh, i gotta kick this cigarette off the curve again and it's, it's brian's and if i rub the dna it'd probably be brian's dna on this cigarette and so but she was really touched by him and she only shared a three minute cigarette break with him. And she was like, oh, I can't believe it. We were friends. And I said, yeah. And as I walked in the office, I'm saying, you guys were friends for three minutes. It, well, it goes back to, we were talking about the, the genuineness of Brian. So even if it's only three minutes, it, it, because you, you feel that you, you, you feel that he, even though it's three minutes and just a high or whatever, there's, there's something in there. There's a caring in there yeah. that, that you feel. So it leaves that impression. And you can tell, I mean, you can tell cause it, it was genuine. You know, you get people, you know, different types of people all over the country, all over the world, how they act and how they treat you. But Brian, I think he, in his own way, he treated everybody the same. Right. And he wanted to be treated a certain way. And his, his, just his aura of of who he was just really made you, for me at least, just he wanted you to do give better. him fifty percent of the hundred percent he was giving, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and do better. You yeah. know, just yeah. to just do better every day. And we, and that's something that you continue to do as we move into our next phase. Is you know how can we do better? How can we help people? All right. Well, how can yeah. I can't go out there and share a cigarette, but when I see her every day, I'm gonna make sure I make a point to say hi and see how she's doing because. I'm almost certain that's what Brian would have did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what he would have did. And so those just little small things that really touched me as far as Brian. I mean, because he, he had a way of 
talking to you and if you didn't know him you really wouldn't know how to take it but when you knew him you knew that where his heart was where his but he also knew how to adjust yeah to who he was talking to oh yeah it, it was almost like it was a reeling in process yeah well that's like how sports is that's how how we talk sports like he knew he knew adjustments and where they need to be made and which play he knew all those things and he to me, it was it was a twenty four hour sports guy. He was twenty four hours, seven days a week. Cause, <laughs> right? he was. How did we all relate with him most of the time? Right, especially if you're not, you know, his inner family circle. We all had a common thing in common, right? You guys talk sports for two yeah, hours every yeah, day, yeah, right? And so yeah. that was in common. That was the common denominator. And I think that's what really made Brian such a likable person. Is right. We like every. We like anybody that knows sports. Right or talk sports or can share sports moments and he was yeah one, not really he was one Mark. of the best not really yeah <laughs> but he was like he, yeah he was one of the he was one of the best at what yeah. he did and I think not only you know if you take sports out of it I think Brian was still the best guy ever you know if we because we relate sports to him I mean and I think sports has always been our connection right like how do we start up a conversation with somebody you don't know well there are people I mean correct me if I'm wrong gentlemen. That we always say it's kind of like every Thanksgiving it comes around. Hey, if you need anything, you know, come on over. And then they knock on the door and you're like, Oh my god! I, can't I didn't think they were coming. Hey, everybody, <laughs> turn the TV down. Turn yeah. the TV down. But he was a guy, and I've told my wife this a million times that if he actually said, "I need you," could you? Can you help me out here? Yeah, I would without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't even. You know, and it's very few people. Yeah. Because, you know, the guys never asked me to move, so that's cool. Yeah. And, but it's just little things. If he would ask you to do something, you would never hesitate because he never asked you to do anything. Right. And, and that was the type. He brought so much to you. And the little things he asked for, you're like, oh, that doesn't, right. that doesn't right. fulfill my my need to be 50-50 here. Yeah. Because I always walked around thinking it was 80-20 all the time. Mm-hmm. He didn't need he didn't he didn't ever ask for much. But when he did, you went, oh, okay, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can help. I can assist you in this. And I think that's what what separated him, you know, from friends and associates and people that you you interact with, especially in the radio business and broadcasting. You know, it's it's a cutthroat environment it's a real cutthroat environment and people are real not so nice and um, he was he was really one of the nicest guys that in the broadcasting world that brought he bridged that gap with people um even if they didn't know each other he would bridge that gap where people were able to go you know what we can all go and have a beer together and who would bring them together is brian he would bring people together and make them feel like we all know each other and and that was a lot of the things he did here at the station all the guests that he had all the people that he brought in you felt like you knew those people because the way he introduced them the way he maybe talked about them you felt that connection and he was just it was just so genuine and you you know what the age of where we are now in the world is you don't know if a person's being genuine or if they just want something from you and brian wasn't that guy in, in this business, kind of unique for me in that if if anyone had the right to have an ego, it was, it was Brian, and he didn't. And yet there are so many egos in this industry that I can't stand to be around. I, I think, again, we, we go back to the perfect marriage of Brian and KSHP. 
no egos here, no yeah. egos with Brian. It was perfect. It just it, it felt right for both entities. Yeah, and no, and he and he he absolutely, again, and because of him, I really wanted to create that environment. And it it took you guys, it took everybody though. It wasn't just and like I always tell you guys, it's not just Mark. It's everybody, right? And everybody has a part in what we're trying to do. I just take the blame when things don't go wrong. When they go wrong, I just get the blame for it, but which is okay, which is fine because things are going to go wrong and they go right. But the environment, everybody here played a part in where we are today and what we've created because without your teammates, this station don't function. We went through a whole pandemic, still going through <laughs> the coronavirus, and we we everybody stayed on the air. Brian, TC, everybody continued to come here every day when the whole world shut down. That said a lot about what we was trying to do. Nobody came off the air. Well, not one hour was missed during the pandemic. Well, and the other thing, too, is, hey, look, I mean, you've been here longer than I have, Steve, and I, I've been here almost 30 years, and there have been guys that have been prominent names in this city that have passed away. Yeah. And we are, you know, even recently. Yeah. And so we are, uh, we're, we're used to that sort of thing and, and we've had it before, but the unfortunate part about it is after outside of that real tight circle, it's, we tend to, as humans, move on because mm -hmm. we've said, okay, I acknowledge this happened. And I'm not happy about it for sure, but I've I've moved on. But here we are, almost a week later, yeah. almost on Saturday, yeah. almost a week later, and we're still doing tribute shows. And the reason why we're doing tribute shows is there's not enough time for all the people that need this two hours as their personal therapy to talk about how he touched their lives. Yeah. And I've never seen anything like it. And that's not to, to, to take down anybody else. Right. That's to show the elevation that Brian was at. Yeah. And he was, and he, and he's probably real, really not happy with all of us no. right now. All right. Cause we talking too much about him. He too never, bad, buddy. <laughs> yeah. He, he never, he never at one point used what he had done. If you didn't know him, you wouldn't even know what he has done in the radio business or in the broadcasting yeah. business. Because he never he talked was so about right. it. Proud of it yeah, he was uh, he really loved it. Proud but he never never used that to advantage or right. used it to, to to make himself look a certain way. You know how most people use, oh, I'm a singer. Yeah. yeah. Stick their chest out and go, Oh, I can backflip. Like right. Brian never did that. You just No, he never backflipped. He just knew. <laughs> he just knew his craft, he could do it in his sleep, right? Like we perform, yeah. we get up and we go to, you can start just actually doing things and you don't even have to be recognized for it. But Brian took it to a whole nother level where he was able to meet so many people in this town in such a short period of time that, I mean, it's a list of people have came on just this week alone. And I'm sure I could do this for another week. Right. Absolutely. And I'll get another long list of people that want to come on. So yeah. he has, I mean, he's brought one world together, close knit group of people. I mean, and even now I'm like, I got all these numbers and these people that Brian kind of knew and shared with us. And we are all connected now 
through Brian and and I'm sure he's smiling saying now you guys are all friends and related and, and linked. And Brian had a master plan. Share. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he knew that, you know, he knew that it was going to be something good, right? That's going to come out of everything that happened. And it, it was just, again, he had a game plan, right? His game, I mean, look, look at what we're doing. We're talking about him. We're sharing our memories. And everybody that's came in had nothing. I mean, if I put this reel together, you'll hear a lot of people saying the same things without even being in the studio together right. because we all felt the same way about yeah. it. And I mean, some people shared a year with them. Some people shared 10 years with them, but you know, just the time Maria and his family allowed him to come here. I can tell you in five, six years, Brian had never missed a day. Yeah. Never missed a day. Yeah, five minutes before the show came, but that's how he 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 did it. He could walk in here five minutes. All right, Stevie, get it ready. Stevie, do this, Stevie, and then he could start the show, right? And make sure, make sure, as long as the mic was there and the headset was there, he was fine. If and it I didn't could, work, I could tell you on the way to the studio, he he would tell me if I make this light. I'm gonna. I'm being okay. I'll be on I'll time. Be okay. I'll be on time. Yeah, and, and I'll get a text. He'd be like, Mark, I'm five minutes away. So, but that was just <laughs> something he was able to do. And I mean, when I grow up, I wish I, I'd be able to just kind of conduct my life the same way as as Brian did. And I mean, just the fact that so many people loved him. And you know, you always say that you know when a person says your name, what are they going to say after? Right? I found out that this week. When you say Brian Blessing. What are you going to say about him after? And I found out a lot what people are saying about him, and it's it's, it's fabulous what people are saying after his name. And that's what all we got. And I, I know Brian knew that. That's all he got is his name, right? And he made a good name for himself. Well, I think, I, Steve, I think you agree, too, that what he's been away from Buffalo for, what, 15 years? Yeah. Okay. 15 years. I mean, it takes a couple days in some cases mm-hmm. to say, okay, we're moving on. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the people that are closest to the to these individuals, you know, obviously it lives with them. 15 years he's been gone. Right. And he has articles and columns yeah. written about him. He was honored on the Channel 4 news newscast in Buffalo. These are people that have not worked with him in a very long time and could have easily have said, I probably don't even know him. Some some might not even know him. I mean, as far as what the stories are being said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but yet they, I mean, you know in this business, I mean, here today, gone tonight, tomorrow, I mean, grand yeah, opening, show goes grand on. closing, and, show. and then that's it. But when, when his impact was felt in back of, all the way back to Buffalo, New York, to this mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. from guys that probably, you know, like you said, never worked with him. No, there just was, knew there, the legacy of him, or what? some that have, like you know Mike Harrington and right, and those type of guys. That it's the residue of what he left fifteen years ago still resonates. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. That's even greater than what he's done here in the here and now, the immediate. Yeah, yeah. Well, he that that just tells you that. Um, his and it and, it, and it'll be the same way here it'll be the same way here right as we continue to move on with our lives and move on with our adventures how do we or what do we do to continue to say his name because a man here or not is all all they have is a name right, right. and that's and and Brian's name and he probably didn't even do this per- purposely or intentionally he 
But his name is so respected. When you say his name to anybody, yeah, I know people that don't know a thing about sports, don't know it, but they learned hockey by listening to his show. They learned how to bet on sports by listening to his show. Unfortunately, all those people think that the Buffalo Sabres are going to win the Stanley <laughs> Cup every year, and and now are the Buffalo Bills this year? I yeah. got, I got, I got. I've, I've been getting a little. People saying, "Go put get, get your tickets on Buffalo get to win the Super Bowl." Buffalo. And uh, like I said, his like you said, his legacy is so felt in Buffalo. He covered Buffalo sports. Everybody in Buffalo knows or had some interaction with Brian, like we have, and that's what's going to continue. Even in Buffalo, it's going to continue one way or another. Something special is going to happen in Buffalo, just like here in Vegas. Like we are figuring out ways to honor him. Not just for this week, but just honor him in a way to where next week, three weeks, three months, six months, we're still saying Brian Blessing. And that's just that's what we're going to do here. Well, Brian always needed his uh, his Robin. Yeah. Even back in Buffalo with Mike Robitaille. Right. And it's funny, I pointed out to you earlier about some of the pictures of, of him and Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike looks like he just got you know, pummeled with, with ten rounds, you yeah. know. And, and here's Brian smiling up yeah, a storm, yeah. like I just crushed this guy, this yeah. NHL guy. And yeah. I, 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 um, it's he's infectious. And, and like you, you had said, um, some of the stories about what his impact, even at a young age, because he was in his what he was in his forties, early forties at the time and his impact even at a young age he had and look i I got three teenagers i I know there's nothing going on between the ears (laughs) and certainly isn't going on when it relates to somebody else so at an early age he realized hey look i have this ability to be somebody that I, i will be the core i will be the nucleus of of the sports world and everybody came towards that and he was the puppeteer through the you know through not you know not bad ways but i mean he he was able to orchestrate these people by taking care of all these people as well and he didn't just take care of people because he opened up opportunities for him he took care of these people because he gave them he knew what people were missing he knew what people wanted a little bit more of, and he always gave that to them. The stories coming out of Buffalo, to me, are the stories that really are the ones that I, I want to know who he was prior to coming here. And there was never anything that was negative. They had, you know, Sabres Hockey Hotline, where they always talked about what they actually thought which really, you know, the players couldn't stand. There was right. players that wanted to, to literally knock yeah. him out. Yeah. That was a, that was, that's a quote. Yeah. But he always stood his ground because he always believed in who he was and what he did. And that, to me, was such a – those people, those genuine people, are so hard to find sometimes. And even if you find a genuine person to, cult, to take the time – to cultivate this relationship. And for me, it takes forever because of everything that I have going on. 
to even cultivate one relationship. <laughs> Ask my wife. Mm-hmm. And he was able to take dozens of relationships and make them meaningful. Yeah, more than dozens. The, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I could not believe it on Sunday afternoon when the, when the news came out, and most of this is coming from Buffalo, the Internet almost broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was unbelievable how many people in, in, in Buffalo he touched. And, and again, it, it goes back to what Dana was talking about, the, the genuineness. Um, you know, the, the, he, he told the fans what the fans knew, and he was willing to back it up. Uh, whereas a lot of people on radio, you know, aren't, aren't willing to do that. They would rather be the, the company shill uh, so that they, they get to stay on air. Um, but, but again, you could tell from, from, from all the tweets, all the stuff on, on the Internet coming out um, after his passing, um, how, how much the, the, those people, particularly in Buffalo, was more Buffalo than, than Vegas because he'd been there so long, um, how, how much he had touched all those people. It was just incredible. Yeah, and then every everything that I like you said, Steve, everything that I read, um, and all the people that I've gotten to know over the last couple of days, it really, it really showed. I that's who that's who I knew. That's the person I knew, right? And mm-hmm. you can see that he did have that. Even if it was a short period of time, he had a, a way of making you not only feel like you and him were friends, but also like. He would do anything for you if you needed it, yeah. and he would he would sit and talk sports. He would talk life. He would talk family, and that's just kind of where he made it. So you would always feel like you was something important, and he yeah. made people feel special, right? And we living in this world today where it's so it's fast lane. Everybody's in a direction. Everybody's moving fast. Nobody understands how to stop and just. And Brian stopped people and went look i want to bring you guys and put this puzzle together and you're kind of a piece of the puzzle and he kind of knew how to put those pieces of people together and that's that's tough to do when you have a lot of people with different backgrounds and different walks of life and different cultures and religions and to put people together like he did i mean to this week just alone showed you that he was really a figure that really he don't re- he probably didn't even realize how much he did for other people. Oh, he knew, and no, I he, mean, but he never oh, oh, he never oh, talked about it or yeah, never yeah, yeah. used it to. So, uh, maybe people just listening to him that he didn't didn't actually know. Um, you know, maybe he didn't realize what he did for them. I'll just so real quick. Well, again, Dana and I were talking about when I got laid off in 2017. I came here and worked. He he did he. There were things that he did that he didn't even tell me about that led to jobs for me at, right. at, at, at other companies. Um, didn't didn't even tell me, just did them. Didn't didn't and and when, when I found out about him, you know, I said, "Man, thank you." I, why you know why why would you? He said, "Because I, I could, because yeah. I knew, because I knew it would help." And then well, tell tell the the vacation story. Oh it, yeah, this is oh, yeah, so Brian. Yeah. yeah, so I'm taking I, I believe this was the first time I, I took a cruise and we had to switch the dates and unfortunately the cruise line that I was going on was not going to allow me to do that and so now I have you know my wife and this was like her Christmas present our first cruise we were just kind of together and um, 
So I see, I call Brian up immediately because when I get frustrated, I call him up, and he's usually has some sane, you know, piece of advice for me, and and that was that was good. It was always my sounding board. Um, and I told him, I said, look, you know, this cruise line is not allowing me to to change, and we have to change because of of work schedules and something that came up. Brian said, um, okay, well, I'll, I'll, oh, I got to go. You know, that's how he always, when you were on the phone with him right, and right. somebody else called, you know. Yeah. Marie needs me. I can't tell you how many times Mike Lewis called and I was just cut off, right? Yeah. Oh, Mike Lewis on the phone. I got to call. I got to take this. He calls me back in 20 minutes. He said, look, I, I called the cruise line. <laughs> I called the cruise line. I said, Okay. You got to talk to this person at this number and this extension. I called them and got this thing moved a day. Cost me a little money. Could have done a little bit better, but <laughs> but Brian took it upon upon himself to do this. Like we wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for Brian. Who would have Who would have done that? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, and, and that's why we sit here today, multiple days, day after day, thinking of ways that we can honor him because of those things, the things that have nothing to do with sports. Yeah, and he, and that was just that was just, and it was just who he was. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It was just kind of who he was. Where to the form, the point, the fact of, and he never would tell you. He did something yeah. for you, yeah. right? He yeah. might mention uh, it, but it wasn't a, a a way of going. I needed, you know, you need to to repay me, or you needed to do something for me later. He didn't really, he didn't operate like he would that. Would tell you a tenth of what he yeah. did, yeah. And it wasn't because he wanted to tell you; it's because it came out organically, yeah. yeah. And that's who he was, though. That was just a natural, and he was just, he was just, he was one of the genuine, natural people that just. He was Brian, right? He was just Brian. And we we miss that person. And I know we all have had different tragedies and different things and passing and especially now with COVID and things like that. I, he made sometime he made the days better when I've seen him. If I was having a bad day, he would say something or bring up something or, or, or give me a quote or something. And, you know, he just always had a way of you know, making you feel a little bit better and go out through the day. And that was just, and it wasn't fake. I don't think anything he no. did was fake, right? It was sometimes we might not like it, <laughs> what he said, oh, or maybe didn't, didn't even agree with what he said, but we always respected it and knew afterwards, like, oh, okay, he he did that because of this reason. Oh, we've gotten into it before. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> see, those are things we don't talk yeah. about, but there's this is Brian, right? Yeah. It's kind of thick. But eventually, it, no matter how much you got into it, I, I can't even think of anything specifically, but I know some things on the air, off the air, I would get out and I, I would think, oh, you know what? I don't need this. Yeah. You know, I, I am a legend in my own mind. I, I do not need his crap. And 10 minutes later, you're like, I miss Brian. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot all about it. Yeah. His, the way he the way that things like that happen is always because ultimately one he's not going to let you maul over it, right? He's not going to let you sorrow and be yeah. mad. Son comes up the next he's day and call you and go, yeah. "Hey man, let's yeah. let's go bet yeah. or let's go to the book or let's go 
have a beer. And so that just was, I don't think he ever held like a, I don't know. I don't think from my personal no. opinion, I don't think he ever really like lingered no. with things like most people. Right. I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick story and how he did business. And he taught me a lot about get your worth and who you are and make sure that, you know, I mean, I've honestly, he's a direct reflection of, of some of the money I've made mm-hmm. because he taught me these lessons that I should have been taught a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of the sponsorships that he's had, that he's had um, some of the smaller ones, he would go to them and, and cut out a deal. And I would say, well, okay, well, how, you know, what do you got for that? You know, what, you know, I don't know. I, you know, and I said, oh, you know, and sometimes the first of the month would come and I'd say, hey, you got you know, that new sponsorship. You, you got to make sure, you know, go go get your cast and invoice them and make sure they're good, you know. Oh, it's okay. I said, well, what do you mean it's okay? He said, yeah, they haven't paid me yet. And it's, it's cool, though. And I said, well, didn't you have something signed that at this date you were going to pay me and that that's the way this relationship was going to go? He said, no. No, no. I mean, we shook hands. <laughs> we shook hands. That was the equivalent of signing a deal. And yep. I know they're good for it. Yeah. And, and then, you know, two months down the road, you still hear the commercial for that business. And you think, he did. It was good. Yeah. And, and I love that about him because I love a guy that, or, or anybody, that I, I can look in the eye and I could say, Hey, look, we're going to do this, okay? And then you show up when you say you're going to. A word. That means so much, especially in today's society, because I tell my kids all the time. A word. I said, look, here's one thing that college will never give you, but you got to have it. And if you do, you will be so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And that's called work ethic. Yep. That's called reliability. Yep. Two things none of my kids have. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe uh, not yet, though. Maybe no. they'll get they, your kids get things a little later than normal. But but that was you. You're hundred percent right, Dana. That is that was just Brian's. That's just who he was, right? And we got to contribute that also to how he was raised, because a lot of what we are today is where we came from and how we were raised, whether good or bad, whether bad neighborhood, good neighborhood, rich, poor how you develop as a human being usually comes from you growing up in a, your parents, your mom, grandparents. So his, the way Brian was, was really a reflection of the people that we may never know or never see. Right. Cause yeah. somebody instilled that type of person that you are as a human being, like you just said, when you, he instilled certain values in you, when it came to finances and certain values, maybe in another person, when it came to how you treat somebody, I talked to Brian about relationships cause he's been in a relationship a lot longer than me. And I was like, Hey, I'm going into my eighth year. What's the secret? And he's like, oh, man. I mean, I can't wait to hear this. And it, it was I've just, heard a lot of stories. I mean, it was, just, it was, it was just, you know, one of the things he did, he, and this is a, just a old saying that I hear from a lot of people is just happy life, happy wife. Mm-hmm. And that was what Brian said. He was mm-hmm. like, if your wife is, if she stays happy, mm-hmm. no matter what, always agree with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't bring up the fact that we've <laughs> joked about, you know, Marie putting the shingles on the house a million times because we've heard that. But, you know, Valentine's Day would roll around and one of his good friends would always send Marie flowers. And every every single year, whether it was Mother's Day or Valentine's Day, I can't remember. 
And I said to Brian, I said, hey, you know, you got to you gotta send her some flowers. You know, I mean, she she puts up with you. She allows you to sit there on your chair and watch sports every night. You got to send her some. He said, why would I do that when this other guy's doing that? Why would I waste the money to do that? I said, I, he's, I give her Valentine's every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and she was there. She would hear him. I would hear in the background, hi, Dana, you know. Like she never disagreed with that at all. Right. And, and you know, boy, I mean, that is that is a guy that you, you can't even, like, I think so many people want to talk about it, and there's so much to talk about it because you can't just put a a bow on his his life. You can't put a bow on what he meant because – there's no box big enough to contain it, and there certainly isn't a bow to contain it because he meant so much on so many different levels to so many people. And I think, you know, I, I don't think him and his wife had this, you know, I love you, and, you know, my, my wife tells me she loves me 100 times. And I don't think it was that. But I think she had the same relationship where we knew. We right. knew because... My rock, her rock, so many other people's rock were there either front and center or a phone call away on a daily basis. And now we all have to figure out where's our rock. And, and that's kind of the way I feel. I feel I feel like a shell. I told you, Steve, I needed I needed days. Yeah. To come in and do this because I knew if it was the day after, no way I'd get through it. Right. And I can't tell you. I did a show this morning. I told you. I did a <laughs> show this morning. I called my co-host Brian. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to happen. Yeah. I've never called Brian Alex. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no that, that's going to happen. It, and I, I know, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to do the show with Foley, but. Next week, I, there's every chance that I get up on Thursday thinking I'm coming in here to do the show, and uh, and and, and uh, you know then it'll hit me. Nope, no, you're not. And it, it's going to be a lasting, you know. Like I said, I you know I, I've unfortunately had the, you know, it's been a it's it's been a rough three months, you know, just not only at the station but just also in just general in my personal life, but um. You know, you you never you never get over it, and we won't. And that's why, you know, as I share with you guys, and we talked about, you know, how what are we going to do collectively to make his legacy continue? Because, yeah, like you said, Dana, I mean, after a while, people kind of just forget because our lives are so busy. Our, our we go on, you know, and you kind of just kind of forget about certain things and certain people and. Um, that they're not here with us, but Brian's not going, he's not that he too big of life for us to forget, but you know, we'll continue what we can to make sure that, you know, the next person that walks in this door, the new person that gets hired here, um, at this station, they know who Brian is. And that's the best thing that, that we'll be able to do is just continue his, his legacy, whether it's personally, whether it's here at the station, whether it's in the studio, but I mean, he. I mean, he is the only person that worked in both studios at our station. 
He's the only person that worked in both of the studios. We got two studios. We got one here, our main studio, and then got a back studio. Brian was the only one that had two shows in both studios. He had one here, and then he had one in the back from yeah. 11 to 12. Yeah. So I got I to tell you, like, that studio doesn't get – it didn't get used by nobody but Brian. That was kind of – I mean, really, he used that back studio more than anybody here um, that I can remember and recall. He's He would run from that studio <laughs> at 11.55, 11.57 – on his way running, Mark, I got three minutes. I got three minutes. I got to get what you. What do you need? Write me a note. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. All right. Never <laughs> mind. Or I'll talk to you on my smoke break, and I never wanted to interrupt his smoke break. So well, it's because be he's like, talking to the girl. I'll be like, Brian, you said just going. I'll call you after. I'll call you at. All right, let's talk at two o'clock. But that was just kind of how he 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 kind of passed through the station is running from one studio to the next because he just loved what he did and he never wanted to be man he would cut it close sometimes <laughs> oh yeah. yeah but he never was late to the fa- he was there before the commercials ended and he knew that well that's right because <laughs> there was i can't tell you how many times i said brian i know you you've got to be there by 12 but remember you got six seven minutes of commercials yeah oh yeah it's true okay okay i'm pulling in i'm pulling in yeah, the Eagles landed. Yeah, he, <laughs> he would always say the Eagles landed, and I knew when I was on the phone with him, and that air conditioning went off. Mm-hmm. I knew our phone call was done. Yeah, he knew. He well, he knew. Like I said, he's. I got two minutes. I got. I got four minutes. So he knew his commercials. He knew when they ended, and he knew how long it took to get from Studio B to Studio A. Set up his laptop, grab the mic, grab his headset, and his opening music starts, <laughs> and he's ready to roll. So. That's just kind of how he, you know, he 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 was able to pull something like that off where most of us need a window. I need to, even me, the station. I'm here all day and I still need 10 minutes to get in here by 408 before the show plays. So, you know, it's just it's just it's tough. But we we I think collectively we're going to be able to really continue what he started and what he built. I mean, because he did build a foundation and I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting his wife in person i mean i feel like i know her because everybody talking yeah, she's about great. It. Uh, him on the phone with her yeah. uh, whether him getting something from us from for his granddaughter and uh, anytime we got some kid activity that was new i would always say hey brian tell your granddaughter to try this out but he loved he loved not only sports not only his friends but he loved his family and you know like i said sometimes just your presence is enough right like you were saying about flowers his presents were bigger than flowers, and he didn't have to pay for that. Yeah. Mm. Flowers are done. <laughs> they don't last but a week. I, I feel that way on February 17th. I'm like, really? Yeah. And how long do they normally last? Yeah. Like three days. <laughs> so, but, I mean, just the outpouring of love that he's gotten, it did. It, it really doesn't surprise me. It's just, it's amazing because the same amount of love is we're giving him this week. He got through it all he got it through it all because right because we all if brian said come be in the studio with him what would you do if brian said hey i need a guest can you be here for me or can you call in people put breaks on their life or put they that moment that he needed you you would get get brian you got no guests today yeah i got them on the phone they're gonna call in and these are people that have businesses and lives and things going on but they would put their life on a 10 minute hold or stop what they doing for him to be able to get him on as a guest. Well, and- I, I had to get to the point, Steve. I mean, he was asking from time to time to come on and I had gathered other responsibilities and 
I can tell you that I had to put a 24-hour thing on him and I said, look, you need, you need to give me – I will be there, <laughs> yeah. but you need to give me 24 hours. But he was – I mean, you felt guilty and bad. And, and he would get off the phone. And when you would say, no, I, I can't do it today. All right. Well, I uh, I guess I'm I'm gonna call somebody else, <laughs> and you would just go, no, <laughs> like, yeah. And you're trying to rearrange your schedule to do this, but you know, after a while, you're just like, okay, Brian, I can't I, I can't do this. But you always wanted to bend over backwards for him, and so many of the lessons that he gave to me that I didn't know that I needed has made me. You know, so much better and so much more, uh, so much more well-rounded, and um, everything from compassion and his humor and his how, how direct he was. And I've always been a direct person, um, but I've learned to be able to be direct, but yet not offend you at the same time. <laughs> because you know, Brian and I were we're not. You know, we grew up five hours, five and a half hours apart from the same part of New York. I mean, not same part, but in the state of New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a culture there, the way that you do things, even if you're not from the city. Right. But there's also an, a, a culture of of honesty amongst most of most New Yorkers that when you say, hey, I'm going to be here or I'm going to do this, then you don't need to call them again to verify. You just know that's going to be done. And that's yeah. the way Brian was. And that's, that is the quickest way to my respect. And that's why Brian and I were just like, it was immediate. There was no, uh, there was no period of getting to know each other. It was, I, I told the story of, you know, you asked, when was the first time, uh, Stevie, you asked, when was the first time that you met him? You met him. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I was doing a, a podcast and he came in to, to do it. And, we immediately hit it off because of our love of the sport. And at the time, I mean, really, Brian will tell you a hundred times, Steve, and I'm sure you've heard this. Nobody was talking about hockey right. in this town. In fact, stations were telling you not to talk about hockey. Right. Well, Brian was talking about it. Our our uh, friend, Mr. Koken, was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I called up to talk about it all the time. Mm. You know, you can ask... Uh, guys that work at other stations, program managers. I would call them when the Thunder were here because of my love for that sport. Mm. And, and somehow this cultivated into everybody now thinking, how can we not talk about this sport? All right. of a sudden, everybody loves it. Everybody <laughs> knows about it. Everybody wants to be part about uh, part of it. But he was a true pioneer and always stuck to, stuck to his heart. I, I read one of these articles about how – he would tell his brother, when I moved, he's from, from Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, right? And he would tell his brother, if I got an opportunity to go to Buffalo and see the Sabres every day and see the Bills every day, and at the time, the Buffalo Braves, I would pick up trash to go and do that. And when I read that line, I said to myself, I hear you, man, because that's the way I felt. For such a long time, that sports and that love for sports that gives us so much back to fill in our cracks, it, we would do anything to be part of that. And I, in, in his later years, you know, he didn't, 
I like, hey, Brian, we should get, you know, I was a kid with him. I said, we should go get in the car. And, like, I'm going to the Notre Dame game. Why don't you come with me? I'm not going to do that. I can watch it here on my TV, you know. And he was so <laughs> he was so adamant about that. But, um, but that love for sports and even the bigger picture as to why sports means so much in this country to so many, on, regardless of where, where you stand, what team you have allegiance to, Sports brings us all together. And remember, things are bad right now. But remember how it was when we didn't have any sports? Oh, man. There was nothing. Yeah. We were still coming here, and we didn't even talk to each other. I mean, it was <laughs> it was so bad, I almost started watching soccer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the kind of the only thing that was on. <laughs> After a while, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. the only thing on until the NBA went to the bubble. And, I mean, it was just – I mean, we were literally – and Brian still did his two-hour show. Yeah. No, about yeah. nothing. We didn't even have a sport plan. <laughs> I know. Everybody's on lockdown. Everybody was kind of uh, dealing with the you know this virus and trying to figure out how they're going to beat it. And they no fans in the stands. <laughs> and then the players came back and there was no fan. I mean, well, there was there was cardboard cutouts. And, yeah, we yeah. went we went through a period of our history in sports that we'll never probably see. A, well, don't let's say never, but. He still managed, Brian, still managed to do his two-hour show, and there were not one sport plan. We were, we were in such a bad state that we actually fooled ourselves into thinking, this KBO baseball isn't that bad. Right, right, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can watch this for a while. Yeah, well, it was a lot of sports like that. They yeah. were, I mean, some sports were popping up. Ping pong. <laughs> William Hill is built. Yeah. They're booking pill Pong. Yeah. I love ping pong. Yeah, it was sports <laughs> popping up that we didn't even. It was one that really got popular for a minute there. That was it, cricket. I think it was. It was. Mm -hmm. It was a sport where it was the only thing on ESPN, and mm -hmm. I'm like, how is this playing on ESPN? But Brian managed to talk about sports that wasn't playing for two hours. Yeah, but he he would say, and and it was the same for me, that coming in here and doing the show even though we had nothing to talk about <laughs> what was was that was was the highlight of the day right because of all the bad that was going yeah. on in the world it actually I actually felt good coming in here and, and figuring out what what to talk about for two hours but but I think also the listeners got something out of that that made their they day did. better even yes. though that they were going through a pandemic I mean we just wanted to hear Live programming, right? Yeah. I mean, I was so tired of, of of watching the Major League Baseball Network and you know watching uh, Barry Bonds try to th throw out Francisco, <laughs> Francisco Cabrera at home. I mean, yeah. if I have to see that again, yeah. I never want to watch an old baseball game again. <laughs> but but in relation to that, I remember when he would talk about soccer with Bruce Marshall, Marshall, and I would give him you know a little crap about that. But you know what he was able to do? Yeah, I'm like, it, and Bruce is great when it comes to, when it came to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I and it was actually somewhat interesting because in his mind, as he was trying to handicap soccer and give you the best view of what he was looking at, he actually looked at the sport of soccer like it was hockey on grass. So he was actually he was able to understand what was going on, and it you know wasn't obviously the same, but. He made you feel like, yeah, maybe I do like soccer. Yeah, well, maybe I <laughs> well, do like Belarus tonight. He made it. He made it he minus. Made it yeah, minus two. Yeah. yeah, he made it. He definitely made it interesting, and that that was a lot. That was really traumatic for us as 
sports fans <laughs> to yeah. to oh, yeah. see that how how much we need sports and how much we we love sports and how much we just after a bad day guess what I can turn on a TV or ESPN and go ah it was but during that period of time where we had no real live sports yeah. or no real teams playing unless you was up real early and it was they were playing in another country mm-hmm. you were able to watch some sports but he still managed to do a two hour show when there were no uh state games american sports that we love and what we grew up on and what we know how to talk about but managed to like you said earlier dana is adjust to his his surroundings he adjusted to okay well i'm gonna figure out soccer i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about soccer i'm gonna talk maybe i've heard him talk about pickleball and that was another one that was got real popular with people and it was you know you 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 didn't even know some of these things existed in the sports world and you know he just made it he kind of educated you on those sports that people didn't ever watch. I mean, I never pickleball was never on ESPN. Pickleball was never cricket should have been. Cricket was never on ESPN. <laughs> Sorry, but during that period, yeah. it was on ESPN because that was all we had, right? Yeah. And people had to adjust how they talked about sports and for two hours, I mean, what did it last? A couple of months, sixty days? We like we was in there for at least sixty days yeah. where we didn't even have uh, a sport plan and then when they did come back, didn't have no fans. I mean, that was a, definitely a sports traumatic moment for yeah. the country and Brian handled it well. God given ability. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't have done that. There's, yeah. uh, there's no way I'd have carried a, a two hour show five days a week when there's no sports. Well, plan. it got so bad we were trying to figure out ways to bet on Tiger King because <laughs> that's really what we had left. I mean, that was our. You know, that was our uh, you know, our big show at the time that we had to fight our way through. And no way would we have thought that show was worth our time now. But but back then, we were like, Tiger King's on it, and it's new. Let's watch. <laughs> and yes, Wonder Woman's coming to HBO Max. Yeah, it's going to be a great summer. You start looking at the movies and seeing what your next Netflix show was going to be or what series you're going to watch when you get home with your wife. Yeah. Because nobody was going out the house. And he managed to do a two-hour show. You know, during that period of time, and it was really, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was just phenomenal how he did it. And you know, we, I mean, for me, I was, I was just blessed to be a part of his life in this, that couple hours that he did come here every day, and what he did for the sports world and what he did for the people that he touched. It was, it, it really is not going to be forgotten, and I'm yeah. sure everybody's can relate to, you know, making sure, you know, whatever he did or didn't do for you, make sure you, you know, just continue to keep his memory and his legacy alive. Cause that's all we got now, right? That's all we got now is memories and, and, and our interactions with him. And like I was saying about the lady smoking now, I'm like, you can throw all the cigarette butts on the ground. You want <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Come on, you know, and, and I know he's up there, him and ballpark Frank. And, you know, like I was saying yesterday, I think they're, Again, Brian probably has on a Buffalo Bills jersey and a Golden Knights hat and a Sabres socks. And well, right now he's arguing with God about a reversal of a bad beat that he had. You know, see if he can get that. <laughs> see if he can get that ticket back. Yes, yeah, if he can yeah. get the playback. Yeah. I mean, and they're 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 calling and announcing the game. Like I said, his you know he's gonna you know be with us in some fashion or form every day. So that you know, I think this this week was important, and we had to do yeah. it. And you know it. It really takes strength from us because at any moment, you know, you never know when you, you know, when you're dealing with death, you 
you never know when you're going to lose it or when you're going to have that memory and you go, oh, God, I'm never going to be able to, you know, that's why that last conversation, I, even the last text messages I got from him, I'm keeping them and, you know, I'm going to hold on to them because. I know, called him. Yeah. It's, Did you? I called him. Yeah. yeah. Still won't answer my calls. Yeah. And so that's just something that, you know, that you kind of keep with you and hopefully it, it, it gets you through it. You never get over it. I mean, I said I deal, I'm, you know, I've dealt with more deaths than I want to even talk about in the yeah. last four months. But there is something that always uh, something comes out of it. And I think this here is what we were supposed to do, especially this week and then whatever moving forward. Well, he would always tell me, and you're right about that. I'm, he would always tell me at the end of our discussions that the air conditioning would go off and the Eagles landed. Marie needs me to help her bring in groceries. And I just kind of say to myself, well, the Eagle has landed. And uh, he would always say, I'll call you tomorrow. And I'd always say, I know. So I'll just wait and wait for uh Wait for the next phone call, I guess. But, you know, we always hope that things are – we always have a picture of what it might be. And I just want him to be happy ultimately when he looks down at what we're doing and how much he meant to us. I hope ultimately he's happy with what he's created and what he's done. And that's really all we can ask. Yeah, and I think he is. And he'll, like I said, and this is his time, right? Right now, he'll be he'll be signing off, <laughs> right? So we're gonna do it when he's, like I said, Brian. We love you, man. Um, we miss you. And um, right at the time when he normally do it, you know, let's sign off. And like I said, we miss him. We love him, and uh, he always gonna be with us. And you know, whatever name you have for him, Double B, Big B, I call it. I just called him B. And you know, and man, just just know that we love you, and it's time for us to sign out. I just want to thank both you guys for you know all you're doing to help carry on the, the legacy of Brian. I'm I'm happy to be a part of that. I'm happy both you guys are in. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to sit on the couch and not paying for it, and uh, I'll be back at my same therapy session time next week. All right, buddy. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, TC is next here on AM 1400 KSHP, and don't forget that uh, Bill Foley. We'll be on from uh, noon to 2 tomorrow uh, with us here on uh, KSHP as we continue our remembrance of Brian Blessing. God bless. The home team trails behind, but they grab the puck and go bursting up and they're down across the line. They storm the trees like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game is the good old hockey game. Take me where hockey players face off down the rink and the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of the hockey stick and the one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the Canadians win the good old hockey game. Oh, the hockey game is the best game you can name. Best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good.